Adams. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? We have such a fun show for you today. Odell Beckham has chosen a landing spot. Cam Newton is back in the NFL. Webb is much smarter than me, so he has a Pro Bowl roster. And, of course, we will get to our Week 10 picks. Webb, are you ready for today's show? Unfortunately, yes. I'm looking forward to this because Webb has been talking smack about Odell Beckham. I want to say since 2015. He had him in fantasy when Odell was a rookie. He loved him. Ever since, he has hated him. And now Odell Beckham has signed with the Los Angeles Rams. There was talk he might choose the Packers. Adam Schefter was adamant. No, it's going to the Rams. Webb sent me like 15 texts. Maybe Shefty's wrong. He's been wrong before. He's not as good as Mikey Salads. But Schefter was right. Schefter is always right. Odell Beckham becomes the number one receiver in Los Angeles. Cooper Cup, get out of the way. Robert Woods, who are you? Webb, how do you feel about this move for your Los Angeles Rams? This is crazy karma, man. For years, I hated on LeBron James. Where did he sign in 2018? For years, I hated on Odell Beckham Jr. Where does he choose to sign in 2021? Oh, man. Like, how do I feel about it? I didn't want it, but I'm very biased because I think Odell is more headache than performance. I think, don't get me wrong. Like, I think he's a good receiver, but I don't want the headache. <laughs> you have not said he was a good receiver for four years. No. You have, I... already, you have already switched what you're saying about him. It's been two hours. You are pathetic. (laughs) Listen, listen. I always thought he was a good receiver, but I think he's way overrated. And he got paid way too much. Didn't deserve it. He had three good seasons in his career. I think he's overrated. And I I don't think this this doesn't move the needle for me with the Rams. I always said the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl without Odell Beckham. That didn't. I'm not feeling way more confident now because he's on the team. I think he's. He's a social media sensation, and 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 like he's a good receiver, but he's not elite. Uh, we're all remembering that catch that he made in his rookie year, and and a couple of nice catches other than that. Um, but he's a lot of he's washed, man. Like, come on, like he he had three great years with the Giants, and from twenty fourteen to twenty sixteen. I just I, I just think he's overrated. He's had, he's had one season over 100 uh with over 100 catches. Uh three seasons in total over 90 catches. I think with the with the Rams rolling, you know, it's I can't say it's a bad move. The aggression is good. He's he's a good receiver. I just don't think that he's worth um the headache and I do not want the Rams to sign him long term. So I believe on the last show you said Odell Beckham is not good. He's actively bad. And he hasn't been good for four years. I think that's what you said, like, word for word almost. I, I got to check I the stand tape. By, I stand by that. I, okay, so listen. I think he can be good. I don't think he is worth the hype. And I think he has been bad for the last few seasons. I stand by that. But I think you he are, can be good. You are pathetic. This would be like if I was like, you know, Carson Wentz, he has some ability. That's what you're doing right now, but it's worse because it took you two hours. It was <laughs> it was two hours. You put you put money down on Wentz to an MVP and never believed it. It's not important. 
<laughs> you didn't believe it for one second. I'm not. Right. I I'm not gonna come and say I, I think. I forgot I did that. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> I'm you not think gonna... he has a chance? You think he has a chance? Yeah, if a lot of quarterbacks get injured, sure. Um, I'm not saying Odell's... Okay, I'm not saying he's going to be bad, but I'm also not saying he's going to be good. I... If people are expecting Odell from the early Giants years on the Rams, I don't expect that. And I don't think that's going to happen in seven games either. So here's what I think is realistic for Odell going forward. 2014 to 2016, he was a top five receiver, like 95 catches, almost 1,400 yards, 10 touchdowns. A minute. That's, that's an elite receiver. I agree. Since then, his best two seasons, he played 12 and 16 games. He had 75 catches, but basically two years, a little over a thousand yards. If you get that receiver for the Rams, that is a very nice player to cop to, to pair with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. That's a very nice player to have. I agree. And even and I'll I'll even do Odell justice. The thirteen hundred yards he had in his rookie year, ninety-one catches, only started eleven games. So that also really showed how good he was. I just don't know if he can do that now. I don't think so. No. I'm confident he cannot. So in twenty seventeen he played four games, twenty eighteen, twelve, twenty twenty seven. And so far, six. I think the injury bug has like kind of killed his career to a large extent. He was an athletic freak when he first got here. Injuries take a toll on your body. He can't do the same things. If he can accept the role of not being the number one receiver, I think he can be successful. I think him having six, seven catches for 80 yards a game is realistic to expect. And that should be what he expects. I don't think he's... Going to have the 150-yard games anymore. I think those days are over for him. If he can kind of be what his LSU buddy Jarvis Landry is, which is a really good possession receiver, I think he can thrive. I am not sure his eagle will let him do that. But I think that's what his ability is at this point of his career. And don't get me wrong. I, I actually think Odell can have a game where he has caught um, six, seven balls for 150 yards. But it's going to be very few and far between. I think he can have a big game every now and again, though. That's that's uh, what I meant. You don't expect it, but he could do it. But like, you yeah. want the consistency. He's not Julio Jones. Like, he's not that kind of guy. Right. And he's and he and and, and he's not that that guy even in size. Like, remember, he's only what five eleven, if that. And he's not a big guy even at five eleven. So, uh, yeah, couple that with the the injuries. It's not like he's going to be creating separation just with his physique. So, like. I'm, you know, I'm glad it's only for this year. Please, Leslie, do not lock up Odell Beckham Jr. Do not do it. I, I'm telling you, it will be a recipe for disaster. If the Rams win the Super Bowl, Odell is getting re-signed a thousand percent. If he's, yeah, but it's okay. Sure, if the Rams win, when the Rams win, um, yeah, I think it depends on his 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 contribution. It's also the name, his persona, all the all of that fits perfectly into Los Angeles, a market like that. Okay, so what are you thinking he does for the rest of the season? So the Rams have played nine games. They have eight games left. What does he finish the season at? Does he play this week? So give me over eight games, how many catches and how many yards, how many touchdowns does he have? What's your prediction here? The Rams are one of the highest passing offenses in the league. So I think what you said is, is possible. I'm going to say 
sub 80. So give me 75 yards, five to six catches, and over across uh, eight games or so. He can score eight touchdowns. Eight touchdowns and eight games for Odell Beckham. Yeah, because I think, well, the Rams' offense is so prolific, man. Look, look at how they feature Cooper Cup. He's not going to be doing crazy numbers like Cooper Cup, but I think it's the Rams get to the, they get in the red zone quite easily. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's easy for him to score eight, eight touchdowns. I think it's possible. I'll, give me five, five to eight, so six, six. Sorry, six and a half, six and a half touchdowns. You're pathetic. Uh, Six and a half touchdowns. I think he only plays five games this regular season. He is going to have, in those five games, a combined 220 yards, three touchdowns. That's what I'm saying happens. I I think it's more likely he scores a lot than has big games. I I I don't think he has a game over 100 yards. I think he will struggle to acclimate to this offense. I don't think Sean McVay will get along with him specifically, like really well. I don't think Matthew Stafford will put up with his nonsense. Baker Mayfield hated him. I don't think Eli Manning liked him very much. I think that this guy's going to have issues. I'm not sure it's going to go well for your team. I so if, if if the Rams had signed him to a long term contract, I would agree with you. Over the balance of the season, I think either they'll look past the nonsense in the hopes that they're all in for the Super Bowl, or he'll he'll kind of keep his nose to the ground in the beginning. I think there's a chance he does that. It's just too short. It's too small of a sample size. I don't think I don't think it'll combust that quickly. Come next year, oh people will hate him for sure. I agree with you. It's just too it's too short of a time period. And then you have guys like Von Miller who just were who was just acquired who was FaceTiming with him, Jalen Ramsey as well, those guys are going to want him too much and be too excited in the first little bit for the locker room to, you know, become cancerous. We shall see. Let's move on to a more fun story. Cam Newton is back in the NFL, re-signing with the team that drafted him number one overall in 2011. He's back in Carolina. The quarterback they traded for this year, Sam Darnold, has a broken shoulder somehow. Wasn't throwing the ball. I don't know how he broke his shoulder, but whatever. They signed Cam Newton for one year, $10 million, $4.5 million in guarantees, and $1.5 million in roster bonuses. This tells me even when Sam Darnold's healthy, Cam Newton's the starting quarterback for the rest of the year. They're not going back to Sammy D. I am really happy for Cam Newton. I have hated him for a long time because he screwed me in fantasy, but I have forgiven him. I like the redemption story. I think he can do pretty well here. Am I crazy? I think he's going to be successful in Carolina. Well, how do you def- def- Oh God, I can't speak. How do you define success for Cam Newton? He will be able to play winning football. They have a good defense. They have a good running game when Brittle Bones McCaffrey is playing. I think he can have over the next eight games, six touchdowns rushing. I think his issue with throwing, the more time off, his shoulder will get healthier. It's possible that his arm is backed to not where it was at his prime, but it's not as bad as it was last season. I think it's possible his arm is 85% of what it was instead of 60% of what it was. So if he can throw 15 yards again, he could be successful. He's never been that accurate, but he's been able to fit balls in tight windows. The Panthers don't really have a precision-based offense. It's not like they have receivers that are running in tight windows 
Robbie Anderson is running down the field. I think they can be successful throwing pitches to McCaffrey. I think he's going to be good. I really do. I think they can win five of the next eight games. That's possible for them if Cam Newton is healthy-ish. That's a big if, but if he is, I think he can be successful. You are more optimistic than I am. I uh, I watched the Cam Newton um, promo video. I don't know if you saw it. I did not. Yeah, don't don't watch it. It it was it looked really sad. Um, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I think I think it's like nostalgic and it's nice to see, um, you know, him come back ten years later. Uh, with the Panthers uh, in desperation mode. Um, they had all off season to sign him and they didn't want him. And it took Sam Darnold getting hurt and them watching PJ Walker before they even considered bringing him back. Um, <laughs> I may have just not signed with them just out of spite, just out of pride. <laughs> that four and a half million dollars might look pretty good. Yeah. 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 I it was definitely for the money. But, after um, seeing his after seeing his wardrobe, I don't think he spent his money well. I think he might need that check. I saw his wardrobe today with uh, Tepper. I, I honestly did not look at it because I didn't want to get angry. But he was probably dropping like twenty five thousand dollars on hats. Like this guy, I think, was irresponsible at best. <laughs> buying a lot, buying a lot of blouses. <laughs> I uh, I think. I think I think it's gonna be hard to tell how how much Cam improves. I, I like the story, but McCaffrey's also back, so that's also an improvement. Darnold's gone, so that's an improvement. And Cam back, I just don't expect too much from him. I think he's done. I think he can still start in the league, but I think he's done as Superman Cam. Um, I don't know. I don't have very high expectations, but I hope that him and DJ Moore connect because I have DJ Moore on my fantasy team. And I don't have much uh, margin for error. so I don't think he's Superman Cam anymore. But I think he'll be an effective red zone runner. He's still the best short yardage back in the league. Because Derrick Henry's gone. I just think he can still play football at a winning level. If you don't ask him to do things he can't do. He can't throw 60-yard bombs anymore accurately. Have him throw short intermediate passes. Unless his arm strength is back. I'm saying if he is healthy, he will play winning football. He will not give the game away, which is way better than Sam Darnold's. I like the Panthers roster coming into the season. The defense looked good at points, but then Sam Darnold kept just killing them. I think Cam can help this team. He's obviously super popular in Carolina. They love him there. Everywhere he goes, the team loves him. He won't be a locker room like problem. Like No one's going to say, let's start Sam Darnold over Cam Newton. That's never going to happen. People like Cam Newton. I like Sam Darnold. I still want to punch him in the face. Like it's going to be good having Cam back in Carolina. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, the Panthers are four and five. For some reason, I thought they were worse than that. So there's a chance that they can, you know, have a winning record this year with Cam. I would not bet on that, but you know, it's nice to see Cam back in Carolina. I, he never looked as good in a in another jersey than than he did in uh, in Carolina. So um, yeah. I'm not shocked you judge how men look in jerseys. Let's move on to your Pro Bowl roster, Webb. You have done each conference, all the positions. Webb and I discussed doing this, and I cannot read apparently, so I did an all-pro roster. Webb did the correct task. So we're going to have him give his roster today. I'm ready. Okay, let's get into it. You want to start AFC? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. 
who are your starting quarterbacks in the AFC? Wait, sorry, the roster breakdown. You're doing one quarterback, two quarterbacks. How did you do this? Yeah, so uh, each conference has three quarterbacks on the roster. Um, there's going to be three running backs per conference, four receivers, two tight ends, one fullback, everyone's favorite position, three tackles, three guards, two centers, three defensive ends, three defensive tackles, three outside linebackers, two inside interior linebackers, uh, sorry, inside linebackers, uh, four cornerbacks, uh, one strong safety, uh, two free safeties. Um, Yeah, we're not going to cover the special teams unless you want to. I do not. When you said all those positions, I immediately regretted asking you to do this. I immediately was like, we should have just scrapped this whole thing. Sounds like a nightmare. I'll, I'll be quick. In a, in a non-web fashion, I'll, I'll, do, I'll go through this quickly. Okay. AFC, let's start with the quarterbacks. What do you got? Yeah, so in, in no order. These are just my three guys. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. In no, no order. I mean, I don't appreciate... Wait, sorry. Did you say Joe Burrow? I did not. Wow. Okay. The Joe Burrow slander podcast is reek, reek his ugly head again. Interesting. Let's go with your running backs. I am so mad right now, but I'll keep going. I really wish I could split this, but no, forget it. Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler. The reason why I said I wanted to split it is because I want to include Jonathan Taylor, but sorry, this is only week, week 10 that we're in right now. And if you ask me again in week 17... I'll take Derrick Henry out. My mind is blown that you chose Austin Eckler over Jonathan Taylor. This makes no sense even a little bit. This is insane. I like what we did on both sides on, on, as a dual threat. Jonathan Taylor is good too, but I, I think I like Eckler a little bit more. Jonathan Taylor is averaging 5.9 yards a carry with Carson Wentz as his quarterback, but keep <laughs> it moving. Man. Keep it moving. Okay. The fun, if you ask me in a few weeks, I'm going to move Derrick Henry because you know he only ran uh, the football for, what, eight weeks? And got hurt. And got hurt. So, I don't even care. I am talking to Joe Burrow and Jonathan Taylor tonight, and they're both such nice people. They won't. They won't drag you, but they're gonna know what you said about them. It's your disgrace. Sorry, Jonathan Taylor could have went to Harvard. Okay, he could have went there. How dare you disrespect this man? <laughs> Who are your receivers? Receivers. I have Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, and 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 Marquise Brown. Like he's had a really good year quietly. I don't think Marquise Brown will be there for me at the end of the year, but at this point, going into week 10, he's had a, he's had a solid year. All right. Who are your tight ends? Who would you have put over those guys? And, I, and, and, and I'm easy on Marquise Brown. If you want to switch that, then fine. I don't care. But the other three, who would you put over those guys? So you said Keaton Allen, Jamar Chase, and Marquise Brown? And Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill? I would have put Michael Pittman over Marquise Brown, and I maybe would have done Cortland Sutton. Okay. Why? Uh, Michael Pittman's the number one receiver on an offense that actually throws the ball downfield, and he has to actually jump over guys. Marquise Brown is kind of a gimmick guy where Lamar, where when he when Marquise Brown runs, he's wide open because everyone's focusing on Lamar. Michael Pittman's jumping over three guys at one time, but and losing I, the football game. I mean. Let's not blame Michael Pittman for Carson Wentz being trash, okay? It's not his fault. All right, fine. Okay. Who is your starting tight ends? Uh, Mark Andrews and Hunter Henry. Did you forget uh, a name? <laughs> I'm joking, man. 
Mark Andrews for real. Travis Kelsey. Okay, reasonable. Probably the reasonable. Only I think you could say Darren Waller has a case. Have you seen Darren Waller's stats? I own I mean, him I'm in not, two I, fantasy leagues, so yes, I've seen about his numbers. <laughs> and this is not; these are. I'm not saying these guys are the best in the, the conference. I'm just saying they've had the best years. I would still take Darren Waller over Mark Andrews, of course. But like this year, Darren Waller's been a pretty much a disappointment. Like even for a tight end, I mean, he has he has fewer receiving yards than Gesicki, Kyle Pitts, Mark Andrews, who I named. Yeah, I think he's just more involved in the passing game, but. Okay. You know who's your starting fullback? Let's hear let's hear this. I couldn't name a fullback right now besides one in the NFC. Uh Jalen Ricard. Oh sorry, Patrick Ricard. Sorry. See, I don't even know his name. Patrick Ricard. Isn't his name Jalen in Vegas? I think it's Patrick. Pretty sure it's Jalen. Jalen sounded right. No, that's Jalen Richard. Patrick Ricard's on uh Baltimore. Wait, there's two guys with that terrible last name? No, no, no. Patrick Ricard is the fullback. Ricard. And then Jalen Richard, spelt Richard, is the okay. running back on uh, on Vegas. I'm pretty sure he was listed as a fullback as well before. That's why I was really? confused. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I meant the Baltimore guy, Patrick. Okay. Uh, let's go offensive line. Who are your tackles? Or who are your offensive uh, linemen? Yeah. So total offensive linemen, there are nine. Sorry, eight. But the tackles, Orlando Brown, Rashawn Slater, and Colton Miller. Very interesting. Did you have any close calls? Anyone you thought about putting there instead? Uh, I have to think back. Yeah, I did. It wasn't those. Those weren't clear to me. Um, I had oh geez, I'm trying to remember. Um, Braden Smith. Um, I have to think about it. I have to revisit. I didn't write down my close calls. Convenient. Okay. Spot. Who were your uh, interior linemen? Did you do center, Sorry. centers, and guard together, or did you just guard separate? And set them up. Okay. So yeah, so the, the tackles, there were three positions or three slots. Uh, guard had three slots. So I had uh, Wyatt Teller, uh, Batonio, and Joe Tooney. I think two out of those three are locks in the AFC. I am curious which ones you think are locks. I would say Wyatt think, Teller is a lock. And I think Batonio is a lock too. Okay. I, I think Joe Tooney will not be there at the end. I think Quentin Nelson gets that last spot. Okay. Uh, center... I think this is going to be debatable too, but for me, I went with Lindsley, the $60 million man, and JC Treader. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, he did not make my all pro list. So, a little, little like fun fact, a little preview. Neither guy. That's fine. Okay. But someone from the centers, AS. How many one center? One center, and the guy I chose was from the AFC. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, actually, no. Uh, there are a couple of guys that I could think of off the top of my head that maybe you chose. Okay. Do you want to do all offense for the NFC or do you want to do defense now for the AFC? Your call. Let's let's do that. Let's do the former. Let's do all offense uh for both. So let's do offense for the NFC. Okay. So the quarterbacks are up first. It was interesting. I recognized how one-sided some positions are in, in per conference. So quarterback again, three position three slots. I have Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, and my midseason MVP. Dak Prescott. So Kyler Murray did not make my list. Aaron Rodgers did not make my list. Although it was close with with Rodgers. Rodgers would have been up. I I realized you like making lists because you make terrible lists. That's interesting. You're so successful in other arts of this podcast and then your lists are just awful. It's really interesting that you've chose just to really push this idea of doing lists 
but doing them poorly. It's interesting. I respect it. Whatever, Coop. I had to be consistent. I had Dak as my midseason MVP. It wouldn't make sense if he didn't make the Pro Bowl. I also respect three, three slots. I respect the doubling down of a bad MVP choice. That's even more impressive. You're like, you know what? I did a bad thing there. Let's double down on a second list. That's good. Well, well why do you say Dak is a bad MVP choice? Uh, just based on his numbers and stats and stuff. The bad? Just, I mean, they're not as good as others have done. Right. But I mean, like, I think statistically Dak's numbers aren't as good as Patrick Mahomes, but I don't think you'd have Mahomes over Dak right now. I mean, Dak's numbers aren't better than Kyler Murray's. I think they are, depending on what numbers you're looking at. I think I, I think the impact uh, that Kyler's had is better than Dak, but I think Dak has had better numbers. He has more touchdowns, from what I remember. I'm going off the top of my head. Fewer interceptions. He has one uh, more. He has one more passing touchdown. Two less interceptions, but that doesn't yeah. take into account Kyler's running ability as well. His rushing yards, where he's been. Kyler's no, it doesn't. Kyler's also played played a game more than Dak has because Dak missed that one game. So Dak would so, probably so did Kyler. Be, Kyler missed the game too, right? So Dak would have played eight games. Kyler would have played nine. Um, right now they're he's about two hundred and uh, what's that seventy yards below him for passing yards. I think Dak would have been ahead there. Played a game fewer, one game less than him, and he still has a better touchdown interception ratio. Um, he's still only like a point and a half below in passer rating. Uh, he has Kyler's a better has a better completion percentage. Okay, uh, just out of, out of curiosity, so say Kyler and Dak is close, Brady and Dak is not close. Stafford and Dak isn't close. They kill him. And- Brady and Dak are close. I think Stafford. I think you're making. I I, I think Stafford's played well. He's leading the league in, in in yards, but he's also always been someone who can throw the football. I think you're making Stafford an MVP choice based on what he did last year and how the Rams offense looks more than what he's doing. Like, it's not like Stafford's having a phenomenal year. He's having a good year, but I think it's based on what we've seen in the past. Like, another quarterback doing what Stafford's doing this year is not an automatic MVP candidate. I truly think it's unique to Stafford and what we've seen from him, what we expected. Any quarterback leading the league in yards is an automatic MVP candidate. I don't agree with that. He's second in touchdowns. Yeah, he'd be in the MVP conversation 100%. Especially if that team was winning football games, which the Rams are. Right, but I don't think what he's doing. Deshaun Watson led the league last year, 4,800 yards. No one had him in the conversation, even when Houston wasn't out of the playoff race. They won four games all year. They were out of the playoff race the entire season. No, but what I'm saying is, like, it's based on that. Jameis Winston, the year before, 5,100 yards. You got to win games, too. That's why I said leading the league and winning games. You need both Big of those Ben's things. Big Ben in 2018, 5,100 yards, led led the NFL in, 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 uh, in passing yards. Pittsburgh won games. He was not an MVP candidate. Brady I won truly, that year, right? Uh, yeah, either Brady or Rodgers. I truly think it's because it's Matt Stafford. I honestly don't think it's because of just the statistics. I'm just saying if you led the if league. You, if you compare Stafford's statistics to Dak, Stafford's are better. 100%. And Stafford was still on my list. But I still think that the Stafford – Stafford's having a, a, a good year, but I think if it was another quarterback who uh, who's doing what Stafford's doing, I don't think we're talking about that. Like Drew Brees, I'm looking. Back-to-back years, Drew Brees led the NFL in passing yards. 
The Saints were very successful. Drew Brees never won a regular season MVP. He was going against Manny and Brady the whole time. So they, I think they went eight and eight those years as well. I don't think they were that successful. All right, I'm just, I, I truly think it's because it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's more Matt Stafford than anything. That's what I think. I think you are wrong. But let's let's hear more of this wrong list you're making. Who are your running backs in the NFC? Yeah, the running backs. To me, the NFC running backs are very thin, and I didn't realize this. I think the AFC has way better running backs and a much deeper roster. Uh, three slots again. Uh, no order. None of these are in any order. I had Zeke Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones. It's it's honestly not a very deep conference when it comes to running backs. And yeah, I don't know what else to tell people. But That's an in- those are interesting choices. I would have probably thrown Alvin Kamara in there somewhere, but interesting okay yeah i put zeke in he's like fifth in yards um on the ground uh he has five touchdowns he's averaging 4.9 yards i mean he's i don't think zeke is having a great year at all um, yeah i mean i would have put alvin kamara in over aaron jones that's what i would have done i i don't mind zeke or dalvin cook because it's a weak conference but aaron jones is winning. yeah they're, they're they're like they're, they're leading the conference in uh in in, in everything Dalvin yeah. and, and and Zeke. Yeah, it's a I had very no weak conference. Yeah, no problem with those two guys. I mean, I guess your Aaron Rodgers love is just making you see Aaron Jones in the wrong light. That's interesting. Good for you. Well, Ed, well, to me, Kamara's Kamara's been a little disappointing, man. Like for Kamara, like I thought Kamara was going to be a lot better. Like he's not that much better than Aaron Jones, probably in the passing. Sorry, in the receiving game, but. Uh, running the football kind of neck and neck. Yeah. I think Kamara was going to separate himself when it comes to, to catching the ball. But Aaron Jones hasn't been that bad either. Anyway. Who are um, your receiver? Who are your receivers? Yeah, this was a, this was a little bit easier than the, than the AFC. Uh, at Cooper Cup, uh, Debo Samuel, Devontae Adams, and Chris Godwin. I know you don't like Chris Godwin that much, so you'll probably take him out. But I'm assuming <laughs> the other three are locks for you. I don't know why you don't like Chris Godwin. I think he's had a great – I think he's been really good on Tampa Bay. He's eighth in the league in, in yards. He's on a stacked team. Can't stay healthy. It's not that I don't like Chris Godwin. I don't think Chris Godwin's a number one receiver. I think he'd be like Juju Smith-Schuster if he was a number one somewhere. Yeah, I think probably. he's that kind of guy. And he gets talked about like he's a number one receiver, and I don't think he is. That's fine, but this is just about what he's done in this year. I'm not saying Chris Godwin is a top four, top five receiver in the league. I'm not okay. saying that. I have no problem with your choice in the receivers. Those are all fine choices. Okay. Uh, your tight ends in the NFC. This one was kind of hard, I think. It was hard. I have uh, Tyler Higby and Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. And, Kyle and, Pitts and, is and, bad. And I, and I, like, I, I get why you did it. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I get like, it, he's though. Been, He's been good. At, he hasn't dropped the ball. He's uh, third in receiving yards for tight ends. He's had some big games. Atlanta's been bad, but I don't think – I don't know, man. Look at look at the NFC tight ends and tell me who you would take. Hawkinson? Like, like who would you take over to Kyle Pitts? No, I know, and that's crazy to me that he probably deserves to be there. I mean, Hawkinson – Yeah, exactly. It's not because he earned it. It's like just he's there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, you're fullback. It's Zeus check, right? Hundred percent. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> and your offensive tackles. Yeah, this was tough. Uh, tougher than the AFC. 
Um, that's because I think it's deep. Uh, got Ramchek, Trent Williams, Tyron Smith. But okay, I those three aren't like I think two of those guys are locks. I think could have probably played around with the other position. Or sorry, the other slot. Do you I have a problem with my picks? I have a big problem with one of them because the best right tackle in football you did not include. Who did I not include? Tristan Wirfs on Tampa Bay. He so 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 he was on my list. I scratched him off just because I think those three guys have had a bit a, a better impact. Tyron Smith got hurt, but I don't so, know if Wirfs is the best right tackle in football. So how I did it, I based it on sacks from this year and rushing yards. And Tom Brady is forty three and has been sacked twelve times. And the Russian game is pretty successful. I am very impressed with Tristan Wirfs. And it enrages me that Bucks got him at either 11 or 14 last season in the draft. It's enraging. But teach thrown. Offensive line play is so... There's no correct answer because we don't know the plays that are called. So you could see something totally different than me. And no matter what you said, I was getting insulted anyway. So it didn't really matter, to be fair. Yeah, because you're a terrible person. No problem. Accurate. Um, <laughs> but he was on my list. He was on my Convenient. list. Convenient. Let's hear your uh, guards. That was the that was the first guy that we agreed on. Sorry, not that we agreed on, but that was the first guy that you mentioned that I said, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was on my list. Um, yeah, this was a, this was tough for me. Uh, Zach Martin, Ali Marpet, and Lakin Tomlinson for guards. Three slots. Reasonable choices. Reasonable choices. And your centers. Uh, Jason Kelsey, that was a lock for me. And uh, Brian Allen on the Rams. You're probably going to hate that. Brian Allen, I think, is a deserving person. I have no problem with Brian Allen at all. Kelsey is questionable, but what are you going to do? Kelsey's old. Still good, though. Okay, Webb, let's start with the AFC. Let's start with pass rushers. So defensive ends and outside linebackers, please. You're going to have six slots there, right? Correct. Uh, Yeah, so in no order. None of these are in order. Miles Garrett, Josh Allen, Matt Judon, uh, TJ Watt, Harold Landry. And uh, Max Crosby. Big Max Crosby guy. I lo- Matthew Judon's excellent TJ Watt. Josh Allen surprises me a little bit that he made your list. A little surprised with Josh Allen. He did sack the good Josh Allen last week, though. So that's interesting. Good choice. Okay. Let's hear uh, your linebackers. Inside linebackers. Denzel Perryman, Darius Leonard. If Darius Leonard did not make this list, I would have rioted. So good choice there. I purposely said Denzel Perryman first. <laughs> I've taught you well, my friend. I've taught you well. <laughs> just be as big a jerk as possible. Oh, sorry. Just to tell the, the listeners, there were two inside linebacker positions, obviously. Okay, Webb. Let's hear your four corners in the AFC. So we got Humphrey, uh, Chadavius White, um, JC Jackson, and Denzel Ward. You had no issue with Humphrey being injured. No. Is he injured? That was a test. <laughs> One Baltimore corner got hurt. I wanted to see if you remember which one it was. Humphrey is fine. It was Peters, no? Yeah, it was. It was a test. I was hoping to throw you off your game a little bit. Who are your starting... I know. I can see it in your eyes. That's why I did it. (laughs) Who are your starting safeties? You know what's funny? I messed this thing up. So there's there's, uh, three safety positions and I added four guys. Anyway, three safety positions. Uh, Kevin Byard. Um... uh, Poirier from um, from Buffalo and uh, Derwin James. I might have had both Buffalo safeties make that, but uh, over Derwin James, but that's close. I really like Micah Hyde too. That's interesting. Good good calls. Tough tough choices there. Okay, who were your NFC 
six defensive ends and outside linebackers. We'll keep the pass rushes all together. Oh, sorry. We didn't do defensive tackles, sorry. Who are your defensive tackles in the AFC? Sorry. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, Casey Hayward, and DeForest Buckner. Very fair. Okay. No order. The, the NFC outside linebackers and defensive ends, please. Can't read my writing. Daniil Hunter, Shaq Barrett, Nick Bosa, Marcus Golden, Rashawn Gary, and uh, Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons is making moves. He's been killing it as a rookie. Good for him. Okay. Defensive tackles. I have a feeling that Aaron Donald's going to make this list. Fletcher Cox, Kenny Clark, and Aaron Donald. Of course. Okay. Starting inside linebackers. To me, these two are locks. Bobby Wagner, Fred Warner. That was very easy for me. So I did my all pro, and I had an NFC linebacker make it. That was not those two guys. So that's yeah. interesting. Okay. Interesting. You're starting cornerbacks, please. Four positions or four slots. Diggs, Lattimore, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Johnson. And I think, so for me, the three, sorry, two of those are locks. I think Lattimore and Jalen are locks. Diggs might make some lists. Jalen Johnson, I think that's going to be less of a common pick. Those are all fine. Okay. And who are your starting safeties? Again, only three positions. And for some reason, I did five this time instead of four, which still would have been wrong. Uh, So I have (laughs) Jordan Fuller, um, Malcolm Jenkins. Harrison Smith got hurt, so he would have made my list. He was a, a close call. And honestly, man, this, it, it's, I want to go with Xavier McKinney, those three. I wanted to put in Marcus Williams, and I wanted to put Harrison Smith. The Harrison Smith, uh, sorry, I don't know if he got hurt. I think he had COVID. So, yeah. Okay, very interesting list. Okay. Uh, good choice. Good breakdown of all the positions. I think a midseason Pro Bowl list is very interesting. Kind of sees where you see the players at this point of the year like that. Next year we'll do an all pro list and we'll have it be much better. Yeah, let's let's do an all pro list at some point. Okay. Let's get to our week nine picks, Web. Let's get let's get into it. Uh we were recording this during the Baltimore Miami game. Baltimore is favored by seven and a half at this game. As of right now, it is three nothing for Baltimore. We locked these picks in before the game started. I had Baltimore to win and cover the seven and a half. I have no faith in Jacoby Brissett. Coop is a grouch today. I chose Baltimore to win and cover. Let's move to these Sunday games. I'm looking forward to this week. First game up on the docket, Tampa Bay at Washington. Tampa Bay are favored by nine and a half points on the road. What do you have here, Webb? I have Tampa to win and cover. I think Washington's solid, but and I think nine and a half is a wide margin, but I think Tampa gets it done. So I had originally Tampa to win and cover. And then I remembered that you took Tampa Bay in both of those picks and how that works for me usually and how tough Washington played Tampa Bay last year and what Chase Young said about second Tom Brady. Give me Washington to cover the nine and a half Tampa Bay to win the game. A lot of factors got taken account there. Remember, uh, remember how you did last week? No, we didn't keep track last week. Okay. Uh, Okay. Detroit at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh are favored by nine points at home. Webb, I don't think Pittsburgh is nine points better than any team in the football. I think they're actively bad at football. Am I crazy? Uh, no. Pittsburgh's not not good. Uh, I have a feeling I'm going to regret making this pick, but Pittsburgh to win, Detroit to cover. I have the exact same thing. I agree. Detroit's going to cover the nine. Pittsburgh will win the game. It'll be like 21 to 
14. Like too close, but yeah. New Orleans at Tennessee. Tennessee are favored by three points at home. Tennessee is coming in extremely hot with some big wins. New Orleans just beat Tampa Bay and then lost to Atlanta in embarrassing fashion. Trevor Simeon still the quarterback. Jason Hill not ready to take the reins yet. What do you have here? I have New Orleans to win and cover. I just, I don't know, this Tennessee team, as good as they are, I don't trust them. And coming off a hot victory, like you said, like that Sunday night football, I feel like um, their head's going to be a little big. Going for the upset here, Coop. I'm rolling with a hot hand. Tennessee to win and cover. Julio Jones finally stops sucking. They're going to they're gonna have a nice game. Atlanta at Dallas. Dallas are favored by nine points at home. Dallas got blown out by Denver last week, and they're getting nine against Atlanta. That's crazy to me. I think Atlanta covers the nine, but Dallas ekes out the victory. Real close, though. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas blew Atlanta out, but Atlanta is just one of those teams that, like, when you bet against them, they screw you over. So I'm going to go with Dallas to win, Atlanta to cover. Okay. Cleveland at New England. New England are favored by one and a half at home. This is going to be a good game, I think. Uh, the Cleveland running backs are out. Odell is now gone. Baker still kind of healthy. I think Cleveland wins and covers the one and a half. I think Baker wants to put on a show against Bill Belichick because he knows there's a chance his next job is in New England. Yeah, so this is a weird game. This is a weird game because... Uh... We don't know who's playing, who's carrying the football in this game and entirely. Like Kareem Hunt's on IR and Nick Chubb might play, but he's in concussion protocol. So I'm going with New England to win and cover. Long story short. I think it'll be Dearness Johnson. That's his name. Yes. Who had a good game when he played. Really I think good. it was on Thursday Night Football. He played really well. So yeah, I'm not too worried that he, like, I don't think the role will be too big for him. I think he'll play decently well. Yeah, I I, I I don't know if lightning strikes twice for him. So, I mean, maybe it does, but in Foxborough, I'm going to go with New England just because without Nick Chubb or Cream Hunt, I don't trust this offense. We should mention that Mac Jones had a dirty hit on Brian Burns of the Carolina Panthers last week. And Brian Burns has basically been telling every defensive end to kill Mac Jones. And he's like, he's like hunting seasons open. He's encouraging violence. So I think... Miles Garrett might be on a murder spree against Mac Jones, which I would personally enjoy because I hate the New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah. Buffalo at the New York Jets. Buffalo are favored by 12. Buffalo's coming off a gigantic loss to Jacksonville, nine to six, and maybe the worst game of the year. What do you have here? I don't know how someone can give the Jets respect. Mike White looked good, but we're also watching Zach Wilson for a while. So I have Buffalo to win and cover. Uh, there's no way that Buffalo can come out flat after last last week's debacle against Jacksonville. Buffalo to win cover. So I think Jacks, so I think Buffalo will come out guns firing, but Mike White is actually good, I think. He looked good against Indy before he got hurt. I think he covers the 12, but Buffalo wins. I think he can score on this Buffalo defense if he doesn't get hurt again. It's possible he's got brittle bone syndrome. And I'll be out quick, but if he plays, I think he can cover the 12 against Buffalo, I think. But this is the game I'm most likely to change before Sunday morning. If I choose Buffalo before Sunday, I won't be, I won't be shocked. Like I can, I can definitely see this being like a 40-24 game or a 40-27 game. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me if they, if they barely cover. But I just think that Mike White might get some, he has some magic. 
Robert Sala, the coach, is already kind of saying, like, if Mike White keeps this up, we'll move on from Zach Wilson. He wouldn't say that if he didn't see something positive in him. And that drama would be amazing. I would enjoy That'd that be personally. Great. Let's not forget that Coop uh, announced or declared that Buffalo was the best team in the NFL last week. And then they scored six points against Jacksonville. So, What I didn't take into, into account was that there was two Josh Allens playing. And Josh Allen from Jacksonville stole Josh Allen from Buffalo's powers for the day. It's like when two Joshes collide, you know? That's what it was. It's not my fault. It's science. Very reasonable. That isn't the dumbest thing I've said on this podcast, which is impressive. (laughs) Okay. Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Indiana are favored by 10 and a half points. I look forward to see myself pick Indianapolis to win and cover. And have Jacksonville beat us 21 to 18, which is probably going to happen. Carson Wentz's wife is due date is Sunday. And he has told her he will not be at the hospital with her because he is an A-OK father and husband. Yeah, sounds like something Wentz would say and do. Uh, I have Indy to cover, sorry, Indy to win, Jacksonville to cover. That's that's a wide margin, man. 11 points. I just don't trust you guys that much. Sorry. I think Jacksonville might be riding really high, and this could be a come down for them, where they just they eked out a victory against Buffalo, then they come back down to earth. I mean, they did score a whole nine points last week, which is pretty impressive. I mean, I'm starting Indy's uh, defense and special teams, and of course they were not good last week against the Jets. About <laughs> thirty points didn't get me any defensive touchdowns, nothing. So, hoping that you're right and they win in cover, Indy. Okay, that that ends the Sunday at one game, Sunday at four. First game, Minnesota at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are favored by two and a half points. I think this is going to be one of the best games of the week because both teams are unpredictable how well they're going to play. So I have the Chargers to win and cover the two and a half. I think think they can win by three this game. Coop, here's what I think, honestly. So Minnesota went in and almost beat Baltimore, right? Minnesota has these games where they're winning in these environments what you wouldn't expect, and then they come out and fall flat. So I have the Chargers to win, Minnesota to cover. I think this is either a blowout for Minnesota <laughs> or a blowout for the Chargers. It On paper, it should be the game of the week or one of the best games of the week, but I don't trust Minnesota at all to be consistent. So you either think Minnesota will win or the Chargers will win. Way to do a good job there, Webb. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you there. It's impressive. No, no, I... No, I said it'll be a blowout for either team. Not not just that one team has to win, obviously. But I think it'll be a blowout. I don't think it'll be a close game. So the thing is, I think either Minnesota or the Chargers will score more points than the other. So I'm on I'm on board with you there, moron. I'm glad you chose that. I'm glad you chose uh, one team scoring more than the other. There can be a tie, so whatever. But oh. honestly, if, uh, if us talking so much smack, they'd tie, that would be perfect. How we're both yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah. I would enjoy yeah. that personally. Okay. Carolina at Arizona. Arizona are favored by 10 and a half points. I have seen reports that Kyler Murray may not be ready to come back and play yet. So there is no guarantee he plays. He could, he could not. Colt McCoy was very effective last week. Cam Newton's back in Carolina. What do you have here, Webb? So I saw uh, the Cardinals without Murray, beat up on on San Fran last week. 
31-17. I have no reason, no hesitation, and no reservation, nothing, to not think that they would do the same thing to Carolina. So Arizona to win and cover, even with or without Kyler Murray. James Conner all day. So I have Carolina to cover the 10 and a half and Arizona to win. But I, if I was placing a bet, I would take Carolina to win the game outright and get like six to one on that money. Because I think if Carolina covers, they win the game. I think it's going to be real close. If Cam yeah. is good, it's going to be really fun, man. I'm looking forward to Cam. Yeah, he's been off uh, for months and he's definitely going to come beat one of the top rated teams in the league first day. Makes sense, Coop. When you say it like that, it sounds unlikely. <laughs> you can't be rethinking things here. It's not good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> makes perfect sense. <laughs> going to dethrone the Cardinals. Definitely happening. I'm going to move on before I overthink this too much. Philadelphia at Denver. Denver are favored by three points. Denver beat the brakes off. Dallas last week, Philadelphia lost, I believe, a heartbreaker. Was it heartbreaker, Webb? It's a heartbreaker, right? Is it? I mean, they were in it for a second. Yeah, that's true. For some reason, I'm still taking Philly to win and cover this game. I just don't believe in Teddy Two Gloves. I don't believe in him. I, I, I like him, but he's not good. I just don't see it. Hey, I agree with you that I don't have like a strong conviction for either team, but I tried to think who on Philly, like where is that offense coming from? So I have Denver to win and cover. At least Denver has a running game. Javante and, and, and Melvin. I also have Jerry, Jerry Judy and, and, and Sutton. Who's on Philly? Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. That's it. Yeah, Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard can be really good weapons. But you said Jalen Hurts. Who's going to throw for 170 yards this game? Maybe. He could run for like 85, though, too. That is true. Because Jordan Howard's their likely starting running back. So it's not yeah. ideal. Jordan Howard was good, like, what, six years ago? Um, Even then, he wasn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> for being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give me Denver winning cover. I feel better about it now. If they move the line, I'll still take Denver. Increase that line to five and a half. I'm taking Denver. No, I'm not doing it. Okay. <laughs> Seattle. At- Jalen's going to throw. He's going to have maybe 89 yards at the half passing. Now that I've picked him, I have some regrets. I'm like, that's definitely going to happen. He's going to have. Oh, no, I'm sticking with it. I'm not following. No, I have to stick with it. Jalen Hurts is going to have a good game. Boston Scott, baby. You believe in him. You take Philly. Or you believe in Jordan Howard, who wasn't good six years ago. An even worse version of that. Devontae Smith's gonna ha- gonna ball out, okay? It's gonna happen. Yeah, he might. Seattle at Green Bay. Green Bay are favored by three and a half points at home. Russell Wilson is back for this game. Aaron Rodgers is likely back. We will not know that until Saturday. He has to pass COVID protocols and have two negative tests. Russell Wilson hasn't played in three weeks, I believe. This will be his fourth week, so he's back now. Recovery apparently went very well. Give me Seattle to win and cover. They're in they're in the hunt right now, Seattle. They've had a tough time with Russell Wilson gone. They need to rattle off some wins to get back into playoff contention. I think Russ gets it done. I believe in Russell Wilson. I believe in Russ normally. Russ with uh pins removed from his finger a few days ago, not so much. Uh so I'll take Green Bay to win, Seattle to cover because I think this will still be a close game and it's going to end up with uh, Mason Crosby winning it for them. 
if Aaron Rodgers does not come back and it's Jordan Love again, Seattle by 40, by the way, because Jordan yes. Love is terrible. Yes, that is a caveat. If Aaron Rodgers does not play, I'm switching this to Seattle. If Aaron Rodgers plays, I'm going with the, with the Green Bay. Jordan, how do you feel about uh, your favorite pick in the draft, Jordan Love, now after that debacle against Kansas City where he th- overthrew everybody? Why is, why, is he my, why is he my favorite pick in the draft? Because I lost my mind draft night and you defended it for eight months. You know how bad yeah, he Jordan might be Love the quarterback was? of the future for Green Bay. He might be at some point. You know how bad Jordan Love was at football? Did you see where they sat his family? No. In the very last row of the stadium. They were above 500s. They have no respect for this guy. They're like, I guess. And you love him. It's disgraceful. You turned on your favorite quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, in a heartbeat. You have no loyalty. <laughs> the Sunday night game. Kansas City at the Las Vegas Raiders. Kansas City are favored by two and a half points. What is your prediction here, Webb? You amaze me, honestly. Thank you. No, that's not a compliment. It's bad why you amaze me. Amaze is a good thing, okay? I don't care what the reason is. It's amazing is good. Okay, let me not tell you the reason so you can still believe that. <laughs> um, I think this will be the game of the week. Chiefs in Vegas. I have the Chiefs to win in cover. I think this game has a chance to be terrible. No, I just, I think the Raiders might be just doomed with all the bad stuff. Henry Ruggs in jail. Well, he's out of jail now, but that's bad. They cut their first round pick, Damon Arnett, for threatening someone online with a gun, apparently. Yes. Like back to back picks, uh, first round picks. That's not uh, not good. They're going to cut Josh Jacobs probably next year because I don't think he's good. Their coach fired. Well, resigned yeah. in disgrace. The GM likely on his way out for enabling that coach. Yeah, and the and previous GM, Reggie McKenzie, he didn't exactly leave on good terms either, right? I always thought he did kind of a good job, though. Like, the Raiders teams were always kind of good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah but I mean, like, it seemed like there was tension, though. Oh, yeah, he hated them when he left. He, like, said some things yeah. about them. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, Kansas City has also looked terrible recently. They barely yeah. beat the Giants. The Giants should have beat them. Mahomes has looked sloppy. Yeah. He has he like six. Yeah. But is can't. So the Vegas Raiders replaced Henry Ruggs with Deshaun Jackson, which I'm not sure that's going to be good. It I have been good no 10 idea. years ago. Yeah. It's not 2012. It's going to be an issue. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I have Kansas City to win and cover, but I think this could be a real sloppy game. I could see. Five interceptions combined in this game. Please, God, no, because I have Derek Carr. He's, I'm starting him. And uh, you know you, you know the fantasy irrational sort of thing that we have. Where you have the players playing later. You feel so better you have, about yourself. So you, have, you have hope? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, been there. I've been there. I hate it when all my players go at 1 o'clock on a Sunday. I prefer it. Like this weekend, I have all my guys going 4 o'clock, 425, 8 uh, on the Sunday night, and then eight, eight, eight again on the on the Monday night. Feel real good. You've got hope, and then they all fail, and then it's yeah, terrible. They all fail, and you, but you got yeah. hope for that first four hours. Yeah, we'll see. I'm starting David Carr as well, Derek Carr in the league as well, and I have some. I'm kind of worried, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Coop, you know for sure Derek Carr is going to get you one touchdown. Guaranteed, you're getting one touchdown, and it's maybe not. That's, not, not that's not great. I know. I know. At worst. One and one. 
No, I think that's not at worst. I could see two and three pretty easily. He doesn't throw a lot of picks like per game. Like he's give it time. He doesn't throw a lot of touchdowns either. But like he's Derek Carr is a solid. Like his floor, his floor is one touchdown, one interception, two hundred and seventy yards. And I think his ceiling is two touchdowns, one interception, three hundred and fifty yards. <laughs> You're not selling this very well. It's not going to be. We'll see. I guess. Hopefully Mahomes. Getting... I'm hoping Mahomes turns the season around this week and starts playing like old Mahomes again. I'm hoping that happens, but I have my doubts. Coop, you, if we were doing like midseason like bold predictions, I don't think Mahomes is out of the MVP race. I'm gonna be very honest. I'm not saying he's winning it, and I'm not saying he'll leave it. I don't think he's gonna win it, but I think he can re-enter the MVP race with if he runs the table. And puts up amazing. He has twenty touchdowns already. He's third in the league in touchdowns. But if he runs the table, he has a shot, man. Maybe, Chiefs, but I doubt it. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are five and four. They win that division. They go thirteen and four. Are you telling me that Mahomes isn't in the top three discussion? If he runs the table, yes. But yes. looking at that team, he's not running the table. He's <laughs> got three or four more picked in the kick there. Absolute long shot, but not not inconceivable. Knowing Mahomes, okay. I say some crazy stuff. I know. I know. Yeah, I heard your Pro Bowl list. Okay, Monday night. <laughs> the Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. The Rams, fresh with Odell, are favored by four points on the road. What do you have here, Webb? So I have the Rams to win and cover, but I don't feel good about it. Don't ask me why. It's just something just feels off. I don't know what it is. Kyle Shanahan looked so bad coaching last week. But I think he's going to put a clinic on this week so he doesn't get embarrassed two weeks in a row. I just think the Rams have too much talent now. Von Miller should play this week. Yeah. Jimmy G is prone to getting sack intercepted a lot. Jalen Ramsey's still there. I just think the Rams win and cover this game. I don't know how they lose the four. I think, oh, I think they did I, it. I don't think they, I don't think the Rams lose. I just I don't know something. I just don't feel good about it. This has the makings of the Rams winning by like at least fifteen. Yeah, but I think a blowout's likely. I yeah, think a blowout's think, likely. I don't think the Rams lose. And you picked Tennessee to beat the Rams last Sunday night too, right? I don't think so. You did not. The Rams got blown out though. Strum that in a little bit. Thanks, buddy. Both of our teams had prime guy prime time games last week. One of them won, and one of them lost. That's all I'm saying. All right, Webb. Last week you did beat me in picks. Barely, but you beat me a little bit. This week, I take the crown back, okay? Also, the thing I appreciate most about you is you never edit the the document. We keep score. And the one week you beat me, you put those scores in nice and quick. So I respect that because I would do the exact same thing to you. Everybody, please go follow us on Twitter, at Rookie Phenoms. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcast. I really appreciate it. Anything to add before we get out of here, Web? Yeah, college basketball started a couple of days ago. We're going to give you guys a nice preview next week. Um, a lot of things to talk about, and I think it's going to be a very exciting year. So Coach K's last run. Hope he wins it all this year. Webb and I went to Duke and walked to that museum, and that was one of the most, the best sports memories I have in my life. It was so much yeah. fun there. Awesome. Football game was terrible. Museum was great. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great night. We out.